Hey, everybody, this is Lawrence, and I'm jumping in the front of this podcast because by the time we finished recording, some news came out that I wanted to share. Uh, One topic is that Netflix announced a $100 million fund to help film and TV industry workers. I don't have all the details yet. We're going to research that today and come back to you tomorrow with all the information. Also, it goes without saying, but we didn't specifically say it in this episode, both New York City and Los Angeles have completely stopped issuing any filming permits. No filming activity is allowed to be happening in either uh, in either city. It goes without saying due to the new stay-at-home order, but I just wanted to make sure everybody knew that up front. We'll cover that in more detail in tomorrow's episode. Thank you. Hello, everybody. This is Lawrence Lewis. And this is Sister Christian. Today is Friday, March 20th, 2020. We are two producers on opposite coasts who set out to make a lighthearted podcast about what it means to be a good producer. But things changed very quickly, and now we are going to take this opportunity to reach out to our filmmaking community to see who's working, who's not working, and what the future looks like for commercial production as well as film and television. We need to hear your stories. I think they're very important right now. And I know that when I listen to some of your voice memos that you've been sending in, I can relate to what you're saying. And I think that's very important right now. We all need to understand that we're going through the same thing. Yes. So please send your questions or tell us what is happening with you and your work. Email us at producershappyhour at gmail.com or record a one minute voice memo and email it to that same address, producershappyhour at gmail.com or just follow the instructions on our website, producershappyhour.com. So, um, so Lawrence, um, <laughs> okay. I know that we check in with each other quite a bit, but I know that you've been yep. in uh, Joshua Tree, right? And haven't really been in Los Angeles yes. to see the inner workings of how empty it is. Why don't, uh, I'd like to check in to see how you're doing. Yeah. Mentally, well, Christian, I'm very fortunate mm-hmm. to have a house out here in Joshua Tree, and 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 was able mm-hmm. to kind of escape and get away from it all. It's relaxing, it's peaceful. I feel connected with nature. I do miss LA. I do miss my house in LA. So that's mm-hmm. you know, I feel disconnected. Obviously, um, I don't know how much more connected I would feel if I was there right now because we can't do anything. I think that everybody is a. Uh, uh, a kind word away from losing it. <laughs> I know I am, and um, I've always <laughs> yeah. tried to be the the uh, the strong one around other people. But sometimes, as producers, we are the strong one, and who's strong for us? But I have to say, you know, Christian, like you said, today's a today's a little more difficult day. I think, you know. Not that much different has happened, but obviously California and New York both went on safer at home mandates, which isn't much different than what I've been doing out here in Joshua Tree. But I feel like over the past few days, I've been Mm -hmm. maintaining some positivity and keeping busy and working with you on this podcast. And I think today it's it's taking its toll. I mean, uh, I've been, uh, I've definitely been... uh, struggling to try to be as productive as possible because I know that my personality lends to that while trying not to sink into more isolation and shutting everybody off. Because I think that the two things can are yeah. simultaneously ideas in my brain right now. And I, I'm 
struggling with balancing the two notions. The more, the longer this is going on, and it's been a week, basically, the longer this is going going yeah. to go on, the more isolated I f- we're going to be feeling, especially if we're supposed to be alone in our houses. And I now, uh, I, you know, I woke up to the news of um, so did I. <laughs> a friend who has symptoms and is in the hospital getting, oh, God. It, it just, it's, it's the, <laughs> I try not, uh, yes, we're, we're generally positive people, but I think, but I think to myself, like, this is the first one <laughs> with the t- statistics that are going on right now. Like how many more? Yeah. And this person is yeah. in her thirties. So, you know, it's not, it's not directly around me, but no results are in yet. It takes three days, but it just really makes you realize how it really makes you realize how serious it's, a situation is and how close to home it's it can hit. only a person or two away it's only a person or two away yeah and i feel like you know christian <laughs> we set out to make a nice polished little podcast um <laughs> but i think it's important that we share our feelings with each other and to our listeners because they're going through the same thing. That we're all going through the same thing. And and sometimes um what I'm doing to cope may may somebody may realize that they need they just needed to hear an idea or um to understand that it's okay to feel like doing nothing yeah. and at all. That's okay too. Completely fine. It is. And and a friend of mine that's here in our house with us, that's been here the whole time, um, he said to me just as I was walking out to come record this this episode. He said, this really feels like the world has just hit the pause or reset button to say, hey, slow down. We are, we're polluting too much. We're consuming too much. We're, we're moving too fast. We're not connecting. It's time to just stop and remember what it is to be a human being and to be alive. That, uh, that sums it up. <laughs> that, that sums it up quite nicely. Uh, yeah. You know, after you after you get past the um, yeah. the hardships that everyone's going through right now, I, again, I know that we try to mm-hmm. be as positive as we possibly can for our own mental health, but also for those around us. Yeah, that's a little bit of you know solace that we can take in these events. There may be more tears, guys. Yes. Just letting you know, <laughs> I'm ready to go <laughs> for tears. Today, we're going to feature some voice memos that you guys have sent in to us. So here we go. This voicemail is from Jacob Patterson of Think Tank Gallery and The Great Company, both located in Los Angeles. Hey, Larry. It's Jacob Patterson from Think Tank Gallery and Productions in Los Angeles and now The uh, the Great Company, an experiential ad agency in Los Angeles, which is the other place that I'm working. All of the above in live events. At Think Tank, um, it's not looking too hot. Uh, We're spending the majority of our time looking at what does it look like to close down. There's a good chance it's done. We had just got everything ready to ramp up a bunch of events and then the federal government shut them all down. We're not sure we can make it past that. On the other side of things, um, at The Great Company, we're thinking of what will the new normal look like when we're able to host events again. We'll see if we can keep working as clients are dropping us left and right. When we are ready to get back to work, if we still can, how can we bring people together once again? Thinking of those solutions is keeping us sane. 
I found Jacob in his think tank gallery, gosh, about maybe, I don't know, five or six years ago. I was producing, I, st- I still mm-hmm. produce an immersive theater show called The Alone Experience. And I was looking for a venue and I came across his venue. It was in Garment District in downtown. He opened up his doors to our crazy idea of what we were doing as immersive theater at the time before we really even had the terminology of what to call it. He is a big supporter of artists. He's a big supporter of experiential work that we're all seeing blossom in the past couple of years. And he was doing what he can to help lead the charge and helping oh. people with permitting live events and helping people execute live events. And and he even grew into, from Think Tank, grew into this experiential company, The Great Company. Since he opened his doors to our crazy immersive theater show, he's really taken off and been very successful in immersive theater, experiential activations for brands and all kinds of stuff. So I'm very honored that he sent in a voice memo and I can hear the pain in his voice. If I may, I I thought that he uh, was very... (laughs) In his one minute and 17 seconds, I believe it was, to me, he sounded practical in a way of just listing off the things that he's going through. But at the end, when he said, Mm -hmm. when all this is over, you got to figure out a way to bring people back together, was what really hit home for me. The practicality of what he's going through, but also the urge and the need to continue doing what he's doing. The first little notes that I jotted down that came to mind for me was, I'm sure a lot of companies are going through the same assessments right now. What capital do you have in the bank? What overhead and staff do you have? Sales team, marketing, the things that you have just running in the background constantly to get the next job. And then the fact that he's losing clients is just, it's heartbreaking because what do you tell them? And I think you were saying this uh, before we started recording is that you and I are fixers. You're a fixer. And, you know, you hear something like that and you want to help fix it. But at this moment, we, we, we can't. But we feel for him, and we're honored that he shared his story with, yes, with us and our listeners. Uh, thank you, Jacob. We have another voice memo from sure. Latif Gibson. He's a video producer. He's also an adjunct professor at Norfolk State University and is the owner of LG Studios. Hello, I'm Latif. And the way that this pandemic has really affected me and my occupation is that I'm an educator. And the classes that I teach are hands-on classes that I'm now forced to modify and make them online available. And so that right there is a task. And then also I run my own company. And within my company, based off of not only myself, but also my clients have had to take precautions. And these precautions have now affected us in the way that we operate Based off of some of the gigs that I was contracted to um, to service, they have gotten postponed along with I've had one major one to actually get canceled based off of this pandemic. So this this is really affecting individuals in multiple ways. Now, at the end of the day, I do understand that we have to be safe. But again, this pandemic is really a life changer. Yes. Life changer and so the indeed. first thing that I thought of was the sheer amount of work that he's had to do since Monday. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't Im- imagine. Just for like you and I, our work kind of <laughs> came to a halt. You're still <laughs> wrapping I? a project, but it, everything just stopped. Books, books are clean. 
Um, and so we just had to kind of sit tight, whereas somebody like him, an educator, more important for than ever for him to kind of keep working and the, the work, as you were saying, since Monday to shift his whole process around is, is staggering. Because it sounds like he um, was hands-on in a classroom uh, teaching film. Just to convert all of that to the medium that we're on right now, our computers, it seems like he's going to have to do a yeah. lot of instructional videos. He's going, you know, it's just, it feels like it's going to be a lot of work to switch over, but also to switch over right away. Yes. Just like our entire education system had to do. Sasha's right um, sister is a teacher and she's still in the middle of converting all of her assignments and, you know, her curriculum basically to online. And a lot of the kids don't, in her classrooms, yeah. don't have access to the internet. And because she works in the Bronx. Right. Hats off to all the healthcare workers mm -hmm. and educators out there mm -hmm. that are still doing what they do and doing it in a yes. new way. Um, and I can also relate to the postponements and the uh, cancellations, too. It's just it's happening everywhere and because yeah. of the uncertainty. So uh, thank you for calling in, Latif. We really appreciate your insight right now. Yes, thank you. Okay, our next voice memo, it's actually as a question, and this one comes to us from Maya Yergo, who is a New York-based production manager. We actually shouted out to her in episode one, <laughs> back when everything was all sunny and happy. I do. She's and Christian, she's you've worked with job. her, right? She's a New York-based um, production manager. However, um, she was raised by a producer, so I feel like often when I work with um, film children, let's call them, <laughs> of film families, especially producers, uh -huh, they uh -huh, were raised I know what you mean. so differently than the rest of us were in a sense that um, they're comfortable around client. They're pretty fair with their decisions. They're always punctual. <laughs> and uh, they know their way around <laughs> a budget. So yeah, she's she's tops. Hey there. Um, I'm Maya. I'm a PM based in New York. I live out in Brooklyn. Um, I actually met Christian last year on a job and we started working together and that's been wonderful. Um, I wanted to talk about a point you guys touched on in your last episode regarding cancellation fees. The week of March 9th, I scouted at a hospital. Um, the scout was my first day on the job, so they had more or less mapped out their shooting locations beforehand uh, with the hospital. Uh, we were brought up to the fourth floor, which is where one of our shots are, and told that this will also be the floor that they'll quarantine patients for coronavirus if they were to bring any in. And it almost seemed like they were insinuating that we would continue shooting um, even if there were such cases to be in the hospital. So there was ultimately some back and forth until they decided to postpone the job. Um, this was a job where the production company was working directly with the client's marketing arm and therefore communicating directly with the client. We discussed between the producer and I what the appropriate method of going about kill fees were, um, and I ended up submitting payroll for everyone's kill fee. But I guess the big question is, how do you navigate these newer and more frequently occurring relationships where you are working directly with the client? They might not be versed in kill fees and a lot of what uh, 
typically an agency handles communication for them in if it were to happen. Um, what about this particular circumstance when the client may want to redirect that kill fee money to something else, especially in this case, it's a hospital. It's a, a totally unexpected and kind of coincidental thing that it happened all at this same time. I think it's a hard line to navigate, and I wanted to get your viewpoints more on the matter of how you might handle that situation. Thanks, and stay safe, you guys. Thank you, Maya. Um, good question, Christian. Do you want to take the lead? Uh, I got a couple things to contribute. Yeah. I mean, well, first, I'd like to say, me too. I have a few things too. So first, I'd like to say this one's tough since we're constantly balancing client and company. Uh, we're the, we're the uh, middleman, let's call it. And we're almost negotiating constantly between client and uh, company, depending on the size of the company. I do know that the larger companies, the ones that we all know, definitely have a structure in place for this type of thing. But the smaller companies or post house, let's say, who um, film as well, those companies don't always have a tried and true, you know, set set of um, cancellation policy. It's per job. And I also know that a lot of us don't mm -hmm. have never been on a job yep. that has canceled. It's all, always this myth <laughs> that you've heard about. Like one time in 2005, I was on a Burger King commercial that canceled <laughs> because the talent, blah, blah, blah. And we all got paid 11 days. And it's like, what? I know. So yeah. um, we did touch on this a little All bit when it days, comes to what yeah. the union rules are. I do think that those don't apply when you are in the situation that Maya has described. And if it's after the fact, I think that you negotiate for as yeah. much as you possibly can with an understanding that even though our community, our entire community is based on you're booked, that means you're on my job and you're getting paid, balance that with the understanding that this happened to everybody. It's everybody's bottom line right now. And we are individuals and we are small companies mm -hmm. and it's it's happening to everybody at the same time. In, in these kind of situations, whenever I do brand direct jobs, I think a, a big understanding that everyone has to take on is that you are fulfilling two roles. You're fulfilling the role of the production exactly. company, but you're also fulfilling the role of the agency and a big function of the agency is to walk brands through the process of creating media for advertising or whatever the situation is, because that's not their specialty. So they're looking to an ad agency to, to be the experts and guide them. It, it shouldn't be overlooked when you do brand direct work as a production company, because that guidance is very important, specifically for times like these. So I think what I would do mm -hmm. in this situation is, even if it's a small company and there Good is no, idea. they're not AICP, mm -hmm. I would share the AICP guidelines with the client mm -hmm. because those are out there in the world as kind of a set standard. You're not contractually obligated to abide by them, so you know they can say no. But I would say this is the industry standard, and you can back it up with all the reasons. You know because PAs make two hundred fifty dollars a day. How many days a month do they work on average? Five, ten, you know what? What's the cost of living for a PA, and how does that equate with what their rate is, and why those days are so precious to them? Every single day a PA books is precious to them, and when they get a string of five, six days, they turn out of the work. It's a big risk for them. 
it's a big hit for them when these kind of cancellations happen. We're going to put the AACP guidelines in our show notes. It, it spells it out very, very simply, but that's that's a good starting point. Inform the agency, share them the information and guide them through the process and tell them what is industry standards. And then second thing is that she hinted at is, you know, what is it, what do you do if the, the client wants to redirect the cancellation mm-hmm. fees to somewhere else like the hospital that they were shooting in or something to that effect? I'm not sure if she means, you know, sending that money to, to a, mm-hmm. a social you know, benefit program or, or charity or, or what she was referring to in there. But if there is a question, I think what you need to do is separate the, the hard costs from the profit and be fully transparent and say, look, these are the hard costs. These are the numbers we owe to our crew to be fair to them, especially in this difficult time. And here's the profit. And then have a discussion internally. Mm-hmm. Is there is there a, a certain amount of that profit that the company is comfortable donating to the hospital that they were going to shoot at or something to that effect? That way you can make sure your hard costs are covered and you're not going into your own pocket. And then if there is some goodwill that the client wants to see out of the money, then, you know, you guys can discuss, the company can discuss that and and make a decision. I think that's brilliant because in a negotiation, both sides have to be willing to give up something, unfortunately. That's what negotiation is. And when when your contract doesn't quite address it the way that it should. You know, I also have a, a prediction where contracts coming out of this whole thing are going to read completely differently when it comes to cancellations. <laughs> I think a huge lesson is learned oh, on yes. the handshake deal. 100%. Yeah. We all want to do the right thing, yeah, but absolutely. are learning that not everybody can adhere to what, or not everybody's definition of what the right thing is, is the same. Hey, Christian, as we've been talking, I just got an email from AdAge, and it's got some information here that I, that I think we should share. Obviously, they're trying to keep everybody informed of the coronavirus and how it's affecting our industry. And what they say here, this, I'm reading this from the email I just got. As a public service, we have lifted the paywall on our daily digital coverage of the coronavirus, and we will continue to allow free access for the foreseeable future. We remain committed to expanding our communication with you as events play out with a range of offerings updated in real time. And so here are a couple of their offerings. In addition to reporting individual news stories as they break, we have two live blogs running simultaneously. One tracks marketers' response to the virus and the other follows agencies' efforts. Oh, that's, I'm sorry, that's fantastic because I want to, yeah, like somebody's going to have a yeah. super ideas shortly. It really is. I don't know who <laughs> that's going to get us, you know, like the, the wheels starting to turn for us. Exactly. I'm, I'm going to put both of these blogs in our show notes, links to the blogs in our show notes. And in the early days of the outbreak, they also launched the Coronavirus Industry Event Tracker to provide real-time updates, including postponements, cancellations, rescheduled dates, and other useful information for, for a comprehensive list of industry events. They go on to say, as we know, any events that haven't been canceled already yeah. have been moved several months into the future. Thank which you. Obviously, we know. Okay, well, thanks to AdAge. That's nice that they are. No, that's helping, fantastic. Uh, I'm. Uh, that's that's fantastic. I'm very curious to see what the ad agencies, right? They're supposed to come up with ideas. <clears throat> I'm very excited. <laughs> So let's. we just have a few more news updates to share. I'm sure everybody knows about them, but both New York and California issued safer at home orders. If not to, if, if not to make us feel more isolated, now we have to stay home. Um, so Gavin Newsom yesterday issued the first statewide, the first, yes. I didn't realize this when it happened, mm-hmm. the first statewide order in the country 
for all 40 million Californians to stay at home. I'm reading from gov.ca.gov. I'm going to put the link to his order in the show notes, his actual order. It's a PDF of the actual order that he signed. But basically, to protect public health, I, as state public health officer and director of the California Department of Public Health, order all individuals living in the state of California to stay home or at their place of residence, except as needed to maintain continuity of operations of the federal critical infrastructure sectors. So that means, in layman's term, Mm -hmm. there are 16 critical infrastructure sectors that remain open and operational. These are the only people that are allowed to go to work. I mean, unless you work from home. So in California, these are the chemical Mm -hmm. sector, commercial facilities sector, communications, (laughs) critical manufacturing, dams, (laughs) defense industry-based sector, emergency services, energy, financial services, food and agriculture, government facilities, healthcare and public health sector, information technology, (laughs) nuclear reactors, materials and waste, (laughs) transportation system. Yeah, keep them keep them at work, (laughs) please. Water and wastewater (sighs) systems sector. So those are the only people that are allowed to like go and function at a place of business. Obviously, if you run a business from home, you're one of the fortunate ones. You can do whatever you want in your private home, obviously. That's the plan right now. And one thing, you know, the governor here is, was, is doing oh. a great job at this. But actually, our, 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 our city mayor, he's Eric Garcetti, has— Just watching I him have to speak, say, I, I'm like, beacon. yeah, he's, he's great. Oh, my gosh. We— I don't want to get political, but in in our administration, I think everybody is looking for a little bit of honesty, warmth and leadership. (laughs) I was going to say warmth Mm -hmm. and leadership and compassion and action. Like the way Mr. Garcetti is 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 uh, communicating to us is so reassuring. I, I encourage everybody in the state of California and beyond to go to YouTube, just Google search Eric Garcetti. He's doing a daily live YouTube video where he's taking questions from reporters and, and giving everybody updates. And it's 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 comforting to hear leadership, which I sounds ridiculous to say, but I feel like it's we've been lacking it for a little while. It's not ridiculous. Um, for those of you who know us or don't know us, I would probably consider myself the more confrontational of the two of us. And I will say that I've been craving honesty. Just give me the fucking facts <laughs> and I will be able to understand and then form a plan. But when I'm not getting yep. the entire story or the facts... Exactly. I... I don't know quite what to do. And that is the scariest thing in the world for me. So not getting political, yeah. just more <laughs> more about yeah. just honesty. Just tell me what's happening. And I think as producers, yes. that's how you and I function, mm-hmm. Christian. We take out the mm-hmm. emotion out of what we do. We get the facts. Here's the facts. Here's how we can make this shoot happen. Here's how we do this. Here's how we do that. Let's make a plan based on these facts or guidelines or whatever. So when we're in this kind of topsy-turvy situation where information isn't accurate or consistent, it's a little unnerving for for us. It is because I'm finding facts in multiple different places and putting them in a basket and then understanding them, right? Instead of one source that I can get things from. And I know that we should be multiple sources, guys, especially the last, you know, five years or so, let's call it. But uh, this is becoming... A situation where we're almost all out for ourselves. Like, okay, so Governor Cuomo here in New York State has also asked for people to stay home. 
There are, we can't, and we will include this link in our show notes as well. Basically, here was his statement. It's the strictest order yet from the governor of New York. Cuomo has mandated that everyone in the state remain indoors to the greatest extent unless they're performing essential functions like providing food, utilities, and health care. These provisions will be enforced. They are not helpful hints, Cuomo said. They take effect on Sunday night. So um, he's also going, good news though, he's also going to be halting all evictions in the state for 90 days. So we were sheltering in place. I guess that isn't even a good word for it. We, we, I have been, I haven't left the house since I got home, since I flew home on Tuesday. It's been okay. I've been fine. Um, Plenty to do here, rapping and, you know, like, you know, talking to you guys. Yeah. But also, too, um, it's going to get (laughs) old. I know that because I can't go out now and I can't go across the street to have to play pinball and have a beer. Right. So (laughs) trying to find other things to do is going to be um, top of my list very shortly. Things I can do to help. And it it is important for us to clarify Mm -hmm. to everyone listening, Christian, because I know there's a lot of verbiage going around like, Shelter in place or lockdown or, you know, this new one safer at home. What I heard from Eric Garcetti was that uh, even even the phrase sheltered home is is incorrect from what's being asked. Yeah. Shelter at like home a, means a nuclear wherever bomb. you yeah, are, exactly. you stay there. Or a hurricane. Down. You do not get in your car. You, like a nuclear bomb or a major earthquake. Yeah. So it's not martial law <laughs> and lockdown. Same thing. This is Ow. not a lockdown. I think it's important for everybody to know that it's not martial law. You're allowed to leave your house to go for a walk. You're allowed to go to the park. Mm-hmm. All the, all the national parks are open. Uh, we just went into Joshua Tree yesterday. There's no one at the booth. You can just drive in, and it's encouraged. But as long as you remain six feet away from people, all fees were waived in New York State too for all parks. So um, yes, you can you yeah. can definitely be in your car because yeah. that's that's great alone. Last night we went to a drive-in uh, movie <gasps> theater here in Twenty Nine Palms, oh my God. and it was amazing and it was a lot of fun. I haven't been to a drive-in theater since I think I was like five. Oh, but we had a great time. We had one and in it, high school. We, it was so much really? fun. Yeah. It felt safe, and mm-hmm. it was felt like we were getting out of the house and doing something, mm-hmm. um, and and we had a good time. So that was nice. However, that edict came down, the mandate came down, and when we talked to one of the workers there, he's like, "Yeah, tonight's our last night. We have to shut down." So even that is 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 gone for now. But hopefully, they will be back when things return to normal. Christian, there is one more thing I want to chat about real quick. I know we're going a little long today, but um, the oh, uh, I have one more thing too, so let's do it. Oh, good. Okay. We have okay. Two more so things, the, actually, we have two more things. The freelancers union. Now, I have to admit, I'm not terribly familiar with the freelancers union or or, or what they do. Um, I mean, it's in their title, but um, uh, <laughs> but I don't know their inner workings. However, in a blog written by Rafael Espinal, who is the president and executive director of the Freelancers Union, he wrote this. Today, I sent a letter to New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio, and New York State and city elected officials to outline the stakes for freelancers in this unprecedented moment in our history. And he goes on to say, any and all financial safety nets that are implemented in this moment of economic crisis must include freelancers. Yes. Because as we were talking, you know, we don't have this, we don't have documented consistent work 
which a lot of the social benefit programs need. And and so even my a friend of mine is just trying to get unemployment, and because you know he works a day here or a day here, it's it, it's challenging. So it, he goes on to say in my letter he stated a four point plan to support independent workers. One, establish a temporary emergency measure to provide zero interest loans to New York's small businesses, including freelancers, because technically wow. we are all our own small business. Yes. Um, Two, ensure that freelancers have access to all emergency paid sick leave plans and family medical leave plans, regardless of their employment status, which, as I said, that's important because we don't Mm -hmm. have consistent employment. We look like hobos on paper. (laughs) And and right now. (laughs) And right now, yes. Uh, Three, establish disaster unemployment assistance programs that include all working freelancers and self-employed workers who have lost time due to the impacts of COVID-19. Number four, institute tax breaks and deferments of tax payments for self-employed individuals. So I'm going to put a link to this blog post in the show notes because uh, he's got a call to action in here. To get involved in the fight for freelancers' right, contact your local representatives and share these demands. Here is a sample script for you to use, and he puts a sample script in there. So you can look up at your own state officials and send this pre-written letter to them. You got nothing else to do, guys. I think it's important that we all take the time to send this out. Oh, yeah. I know that the Freelancers Union is pretty big here in New York. I remember checking into it years and years and years ago, right, as Copros was starting and thought I would throw Mm -hmm. my eggs in the Copros basket for PHPP. But I do think that it is a good option. And I also feel very strongly that, uh, you know, a lot of us are incorporated or have small businesses in order to maintain our, you know, write-offs and uh, expenses. It's impossible to show income to somebody yeah. in a standard way. So this is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That somebody's laid it out so succinctly for us. So Lawrence, I, I have a quick thing that my doctor yep. sent me earlier today. And this is for anybody out there who would be interested in in New York and helping out in a greater sense to get out of your house. Here we go. Um, so you can join the Medical Reserve Corp. The New York City Medical Reserve Corp can mobilize volunteers for non-emergency public health or for community resilient activities and rapidly deploy volunteers for emergency response operations. The MRC can recruit and select volunteers for assignments based on many criteria such as profession, languages spoken, and home address. To become a member of the MRC, follow these instructions, which we'll, you know, put the link into our website. Importantly, though, this is for people with no medical training who are willing to help. Ah, ah mm-hmm. okay. I know. Wow. It's kind of exciting. That is. Because, I mean, you could you, you can volunteer for who knows what. Right. I mean, we're, you know, I'm sure that it's going to be taken seriously and very safely, but it could, I'm absolutely, the... It, the possibilities are endless in my brain right now of what yeah. this means. Wow, so. that's great. Thank you for sharing mm-hmm. that. Yep. Huh, I have two really lighthearted things to, I'm going to include <laughs> okay, in the show good. notes as well. <laughs> so Broadway, uh, New York City's Broadway, uh, they are offering uh, some musicals and plays for free for the next seven days. Um, or Actually, it's a seven-day free trial. Broadway Live. Go to broadwayhd.com. I'm going to put that link in the show notes. Something for you guys to do if you want to see Broadway musical or play tonight. Also, there is digital drag show happening tonight. What? Uh, yeah, get that. <laughs> a bunch of uh, known queens are doing a digital drag show tonight where you can tip them digitally 
dollars, and it's being done on Twitch TV, which is a platform I haven't used yeah. before, but but it's mostly for gamers. Uh, yeah, that like to, we have Twitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I'm going to be dialing that up. <laughs> <laughs> so it's exciting, and I'm going to put that link in the show notes as well. Something fun to do to get your mind off all this craziness. In the meantime, everybody, thank you for listening. Stay safe, stay connected, and stay active. And don't forget to wash your hands, and for the love of God, do not touch your face. Please send us your voice recordings or your emails. Tell us your stories. We really need to hear them. We all need to stay connected. Email us, producershappyhour at gmail.com. Christian, for whatever it's worth, how do people get a hold of you directly if they want to talk to you? You can head on over to sisterchristianproduces.com. And Lawrence, how can we get a hold of you? Uh, you can reach me at lawrencetlewis.com or for my voiceover work, which I can do safely from home, voiceoflawrence.com. <laughs> oh, I know. I think, I think we should tackle um, animation and what uh, work moving forward, like uh, what we see as you yeah. know, bits of where people are shifting to, possibly, if we're, if we're ready, if we're ready. Yeah, yeah. All right, Christian. <sighs> okay. Thank you so much, Lawrence. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.